Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Panthers defeat the Broncos 15-4. Panthers enjoyed 60% uh, in total uh, possession. Uh, sorry. Enjoyed a weight of possession and territory throughout the match with 60% in total. Uh, there were five tries disallowed in the contest with Panthers recording three, Broncos two. This was... Yeah, there were some tough calls in regards to, you know, was it a double movement? Did Reese Walsh, uh, you know, go for the ball? Scott Sorensen, did he knock it on? Well, I mean, don't think anyone in the whole world thinks he knocked it on. But outside of that, outside of some tough calls, I think that this is a high-quality game of rugby league. And I think that the score kind of pretty much reflects where both teams are right now. What do you reckon, boys? Yeah, I think I mentioned on Instagram the other day, I think Penrith, since losing that game, they've considered 14 points in three or four weeks or whatever it is. So that's why they're still the benchmark. Um yeah, I thought, mate, the score was pretty reflective. I thought that Brisbane, you know, they've obviously lost two games in a row now. It's three. three. No, so our last four games, we've lost three. Lost three, okay. But I, I think we said three weeks ago that it was going to be the next two weeks that would tell us a lot about the Broncos. And despite them losing those two games to Melbourne and Penrith, I feel like I've still learnt a lot about the Broncos that I had a question mark if they were sort of flat track bullies. I don't think they are. I think they've held in both of these games, especially without Adam Reynolds. Um, so once again, two losses. But I take a lot of positives out of it for Brisbane. Yeah, I, I do. I take positives out of both sides. You know, Panthers do what Panthers do best. They stayed in the grind. They got the job done. They refused to – just kept him in a chokehold pretty much the whole game. And I loved how Cleary changed his game plan up mid-game. I think Cleary of yesteryear – I mean, last year he probably would have as well. <clears throat> Definitely the year before that. He would have just continued to just stick to his structures, stick to his structures, and it wouldn't have worked. He just said, nah you know what, we're getting no love on the edges here. I need to start running the ball. He had 27 runs for 200-plus oh, metres. wow. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. And people, like, people don't – like, Cleary, it's a tall poppy syndrome. He's getting so good, mm. so high. People aren't respecting that. Like, you're a seven running for 200 metres, having 27 runs. You have made a wow. choice to change the way you play. And, you know, also keep in mind, I agree with you, the scoreline did reflect it, but keep in mind Nathan Cleary had a try assist to Leota that was dropped over the line. He had a try assist to Mitch Kenny, who he also dropped with an open try line. So Nathan could have blown this game open a lot further than what he did. Yeah, yeah. So he had 106 fantasy points, a try, 27 runs, 208 metres, six tackle breaks, three line breaks, 16 tackles, only two miss, and a field goal. Yeah, you you heard it. Yeah, He said fantasy points. Oh, shit. I love how he brushed past it and you and me, it's like... 
Firstly, that was Kempi's first ever organic mention of fantasy sport on the podcast. <laughs> Secondly, we're about Supercoach, mate. That's it's like us wrapping it up. Well, yeah, it's just disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Oh my god! I didn't know. I didn't know the, the battle lines had been drawn. I didn't understand. It's, it's very New Wales v Queensland esque. Oh like wow! Well, boys, how many Supercoach points? Did he win? Because I don't want to go through all these different apps to find out. 125 super coach points, which is what matters. Okay. <laughs> 125 super coach points. The only reason why I say I won't say it anymore is because it's in the NRL app. Mm. Um, it's I, the I, Voldemort I, of uh, fantasy yeah. sports. I, I love how in the NRL app, and we talk about the, uh, the battle lines, they've moved it to like that. Well, on, on the mobile app, at least, it's, it's the first column you see, fantasy points. It is. Boom. Right there. Um, the... Yeah, so Cleary, I love that he changed the way he played mid-game, like identified it, and that's just evidence of a player year on, year out, just getting to know the way he plays, understanding and reading games. And I, I recall two or three years ago or last year, whenever it was, I think it was 2020 series, where game three, DCE, he gave Cleary a lesson in just managing a game and managing players out of it, and I think that Cleary really struggled to react to that. Whereas I think you take today's Cleary back to that game three, I actually think he makes the right adjustments and reacts better to it. And that's just, that's going to come with age. And I, I, I agree with you. I think Cleary learned a lot from having his pants pulled down there because mm. he did. Mm. He got well and truly outplayed by a more mature halfback. Yeah, and it wasn't through uh, athleticism. It was purely through a game plan that just stopped them from doing what they wanted to do. It was footy IQ. Yeah, mm. and DC, it's like, what, 34 now? 34, 35. Yep. Uh, and I just think the Cleary is just getting better and better and better. Now, some people have said, I've seen some comments saying, like, Cleary, if New South Wales lose this series, he's under pressure. I, I, that just blows my mind. Blows my mind. He's currently at 61% win rate in origin. Uh, yes, if he loses this series, it'll go to 50%. But Cleary is the last year, Warriors. Cleary right now is on track to equal Joey Johns for five series wins. There is a world... I know you all love that when I say that. There is a world that at 26 years old, Cleary could have equaled Joey Johns' Origin Series wins record. There's going to be a three-year span that's going to occur in the next few years, in my opinion, where all these people that want to give a shit to Nath are going to be sitting there going, well, we were completely wrong. And people are... The, the, knock, it always, the knock was always... It always gets a step higher. So, you know, initially it was he wasn't even an NRL player and he's just there because of his dad and, they, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then the next was... Yeah, good footy side, but can't play in the big games. Then he wins a few comps. The next now knock-on is we need him to dominate an Origin Series. Now, he's played good in games. He's 25 years old. Like It takes time to dominate a series. Joey was, what, 30 when he dominated one? Cam was about 28, 20, Cam Munster, 28, 29 when he had his moment. Um, maybe even, maybe 29. So... He doesn't need to own this origin that's coming up. He just needs to win it. But the owning of a series, it's coming. It's, I will be shocked if we don't look back after five years' time and we go 2024 or five, Cleary absolutely owned this series. Yeah, and I, I think, like, I think the, the most slept-on thing with Nate Cleary is that like, when you look back at the last 10, 12 years of rugby league, like the guy that has gone from club to club and been successful everywhere he goes is James Maloney. Mm. And as soon as he leaves, clubs really struggle. They struggle to back up their performances. He left and then Nathan Cleary took over this side as what what was he then? A 20, 21-year-old footballer, mm. halfback? I mean, like, <laughs> he's been to three grand finals in a row, won two <laughs> premierships, comes second in the Dalliams twice. We all want to ignore that, but that's fine. Mm. I mean, what he's, he's still got a, a win record in the State of Origin arena. Mm. Like when he actually does hit his peak, I, I had to say that as well, but he could be fucking anything. He, he really could. Well, <laughs> Wally Lewis, his win ratio is 61%. So he's currently at 61%. I know he's got a bigger, broader pool, Wally. Like, obviously, it's harder to be 61% over... The 30-odd games, I think, that he played. Could you yep. check that? 30-plus, yeah. 30-plus games. It's, obviously, it's harder, but... Again, he is on track to do all the things that are great. You can't, you just, no matter how far you kick the can down the road to say Cleary isn't this or that, he keeps on delivering. And everything you ask, every time you ask more of him, he gives it to you. But then you ask more of him and he gives it to you. And it's just like, what more can this guy do before you go, 
this is one of the best sevens we've seen in a long time. Yeah, and he is a guy that he's got the potential to be able to stack up five series in six or seven years. He's two. If he if they go back to back, he he either beats or equals Joey Johns. What Joey had five or six, six. I think so. Yeah. So six series wins like. That he, he could do that in the next two to three years. Easy. There's, like, what, there's no reason why he couldn't do that. Um, anyway, that's Origin Talk. See, look, we just go straight back into the Origin Talk. Just, just, to, just to go back on that. So, Wally Lowe's was 61, and he's better than, like, percentage-wise, than Freddie, Joey, and Darren Lockyer. Yeah. So And so it's funny because, like, then there were some people like, we'll talk about Cam Smith or Thurston or Cronk. It's like, you can't use anomalies to prove yeah. a point. Like, we're talking about the, what happened in Queensland – in that period where we had literal immortals, at the very least Hall of Famers, in every position. Like, I'm talking fullback through the front row. That'll not, that won't happen for at least another 100 years. It just won't. Yeah, don't just ever won't. compare to that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's, a freak, it's a, just a freak incident that'll come together. And I also think it's bizarre with these people that don't like Cleary. They always want to point out you know, the origins that he loses, but the ones that he wins, no credit to him. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The record the win? Back. No, yeah. nothing. The record win. Like it's, 2021. It's wild. I must have my head in the sand. I didn't know there were still people out there questioning Nathan Cleary. Yeah, there's, there's some people like, that think that if he's lose, that he's, his position should be under pressure. Yeah, I don't want to waste oxygen on the people that think that because, seriously. It's crazy. Like, dropping the, Nathan Cleary. He's won your series 2021, 76 to 6 yeah. in the first two games. Yeah. Like, Had nothing to do with the halfback. Yeah, of course. No. Um, Cleary was injured in game three and we lost. Yeah. There you go. There you bloody go. There you bloody go. Uh, okay, now um, let's talk about let's talk about Penrith's um, backs. Taruva and Luai. Uh, sorry, Taruva and To'o both ran for over two hundred meters. Both ran for twenty plus meters. Taruva two thirteen sixty six post contact. To'o two sixty four eighty four post contact. Both had four tackle breaks. Like that is unbelievable. It is, but it's equally just this is who they are. Like, Taruva has just... He doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. yeah. I know we've spoken about this before, but I don't think it's been brought up yet this year. We definitely spoke about it last year, but I know this is a special group of players and mm. particularly a special group of outside backs, and the entire squad allows them to do it, but this has just got to be the blueprint going forward, doesn't it, for recruitment mm. at, at other clubs? And, and, like, I think we've even seen <coughs> probably Newcastle, who were terrible last year and have... You know, they weren't great in the weekend, obviously, but they've turned a bit of a corner this year. In just your yardage and your big back five and mm. eating meats and all running for 150, 200 plus comfortably each game and just give your forwards a breather so that when it gets to the D, they're launching off the line. And we, mm. we speak out every week with Penrith. It's just got to become the blueprint of recruitment, doesn't and, it? And you say, you know, your big back five. This is Tyrone Peachy that's been thrown in there. Yeah. I don't care what size you are. You've got to, run, you've got to have 20 runs of the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be – well, Taruva, he's not big, but he's running for 200 metres yeah, a game. It's like, just a flick of that mindset yeah. of your outside back. So this is part of your job now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll be a little bit quicker in the reviews, yeah. guys, because obviously we've spent so much time on Origin. Just quickly on the Broncos, I want to talk about Herbie Farnworth. He is seriously making me eat my words every week. 247 metres, 28 runs, 72 post-contacts, seven tackle breaks – a line break, 13 tackles, only one miss, no errors. He is something special. He really Full is something special. this week, probably. Yes, I'd say what was with Selwyn. Yeah. Interesting to watch. It'll be real interesting because, oh, I mean, Hamiso is there out and out fullback at the Dolphins. But it will be interesting to see, does he, does he suit the role? Because then there's an argument where if he goes to Dolphins, does well, he'll obviously be playing centre, but then he may prove over the, next, over the origin period that – Hang on a sec, I actually should be on fullback money and there could be another club in the next, you know what I mean, in three yeah. years that say, okay, we want you as our fullback. Poor old Bronx this week, going to New Zealand to take on a near full-strength Warriors side. Off Warriors coming off the bye, <laughs> coming off a game against Penrith with like, what, four or five blokes out. Oof. We're battlers, mate. It's Queenslanders, <laughs> just a small Brisbane club, doing our best, pulling the pennies together to get, we can't barely pay for bloody training kit, mate. Um... <laughs> But Herbie, Herbie Farnworth is also cursed by the fact that he's uh, – well, not cursed, it's the wrong word. But he can't play for New South Wales or Queensland. So he never can hit the hype levels of someone in contention for origin. If he was in contention for origin this year, if he was a Queenslander, he probably would get – he probably get selected. And you put Hamiso on the wing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and imagine the hype around him then. And so it's just that – 
it's obviously not a curse that he's an Englishman, but it's in regards to rugby league sense. <laughs> in regards to rugby, he just does He's never – it's like a lot of the Kiwis have to deal with it, some of the Samoan Tongan. They never get the same amount of hype as the Aussie boys do in regards to origin and that because they never get allowed to put in that origin arena. It elevates you. There's no doubt about that There's whatsoever. No if you're not playing origin, you've got to be winning a lot of comps. Imagine if Fisher-Harris was playing origin. 100%. The yeah. only player that's really – well, not the only. Some of the only players are like your Burgess, your Tamalolo that have managed to, and Sonny Bill, that have managed to shoot through that. But they're like all-time greats. Uh, AFB is a classic example <coughs> we spoke about him last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fisher-Harris in origin? Holy. Circling back just quickly, I want to bring up uh, to Penrith before we move on. Critter, who Stephen Crichton, who I've been pretty critical of at times over the last particularly 18 months uh, defensively, the last month or so, outstanding. He's been so good, and like just things that we we said that he goes for a lot of interceptions. He needs to take a step back and worry about making the tackle rather than going for the big plays. He's done that, but his aggression in defence has been so good. He's yep. whacking blokes, getting off his line. Uh, just worth noting because he's he's turned a corner there. Just on the pants, before we do move on, another thing to note: um, Sonny Luke was sent back to New South Wales Cup, mm. played seventy minutes for them. Mm. Looks like you'll probably see Mitch Kenny fill into that 13 role mm. whilst I say Yo's out. So, Sonny Luke, we might finally get to see him play some. They've got the bye this week. Penrith, I would assume he'll play cup again to get minutes into his legs. What an opportunity. Um, and back on the Broncos, just a shout-out to the, the boy, Paddy Carrigan. 19 runs, 181 metres, 60 post contact, three tackle breaks, three offloads, 67 tackles. 67 tackles and 180 metres. You are kidding, sir. In 80 minutes. Unbelievable stuff. What a knock. Um, Last guy at the Broncos I want to mention. Stats weren't incredible, but next to Katoni Stag's name, 19 runs. That's what we want to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Now on to the next game. Dragons. I feel like we're speaking on fast forward now. (laughs) You know what I mean? That was still a good solid 10 to 12 minutes and we bloody... Anyway, sorry guys. We are human. We've got lives to get to. Uh, Dragons defeat the Roosters 24-22 to 22 in one of the all-time endings. One of the all-time endings. We'll talk about it from the Dragons' perspective first. What an incredible response to the fact that Anthony Griffin got let go. The boys are still united. I love the fact that the new coach didn't waste a second. He said, Little in nine, Sullivan at 14, Hunt at seven, and basically, Lomax comes back into the side. Didn't didn't miss a heartbeat. And they come out, and to be honest, they probably bomb, bombed a couple tries in the first half as well. So it was a game that was there for them to win. Obviously, the Roosters were very gallant in their comeback in the second half. But I've got to say, I feel like the, the better team won uh, in, in the Dragons. Yeah, I definitely think the better team won. And I, uh, you know, I, obviously, it was good to see them get, get the win in the fashion they did. But... God, they made it hard on themselves. Didn't have to be that way. Really I thought did. that they were the better side throughout. And I also thought that, you know, without kicking any monsters <coughs> down, I thought, I don't know how Victor Radley stayed on the field after that. So they, I think they were unlucky there in that moment as well. Yeah, look, we've spoken about Radley quite a bit. We've spoken about the refing. I feel like it's every single week. But that was seriously one of the worst calls I've seen in a very long time. And what's bizarre, I said the same thing last week. So... What else is there to say around it? Like, he headbutted a dude. <laughs> I don't know what to Hard say. Hard sugarcoat. Yeah, like, we could go back over all the stuff we've already said and say, he needs to get rid, get rid of that. He's got so much potential. And we could go all through that. I think it's pretty clear what needs to happen. Uh, it's just a matter of executing. I mean, he headbutted someone after choke slamming the guy in front of him. Yeah. Like over a big 30 seconds. Over a tackle where he just tackled him hard. Tackled him hard. Didn't yeah. even head slam him. His head didn't even hit the ground. We are refing purely. Oh, Guru, you've got me in the mode now. You've got me into it. You've dragged me in. We are refing only on optics. If something looks bad, we are giving penalties. It never used to be like that. We used to have some sense of might look bad, but let's see whether it was actually a penalty. Same thing happened with the the Jared Croker situation. Olakowatu hits him across the chest. Looks dramatic. Get a penalty. Doesn't get charged for it. It. You know, then the Hudson Young gets sent 10 in the bin for literally a tiny little shoulder. Like, who cares? A little push and shove. It does not matter. It's all about optics. It's all about optics, and it's it kills me. Um, yeah. Victor Adley mad at people for tackling people hard might be the richest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> by the way. Enfolding people for a career. It, look, as the team enforcer or whatever, it's it's his job to, to stick up for his teammate when he feels like it's been... Um, 
you know, he's been hit hard or, or whatever, but yeah, I, I just want the best for Radley. He, he's such an incredible player. He's such a good character for rugby league, but it's, it's way past time. It's way you, past time. Yeah, I'm all for him being the enforcer in this team 100%, but he's got to adapt the way he does it. Well, I mean, we look at Hudson Young. Hudson Young has managed to find a way to keep within the lines. He still niggles. He still gets amongst it. But he's managed to – and we're talking about a guy that was like weeks and weeks of eye gouging, not just mm. like some of the little stuff Bradley's done, like a little head high here or, you know, a, a little brain snap here. Like we're talking about big, big brain snaps. Um, anyway, so the Radley stuff, yeah. Uh, back to the Dragons. Um Ben Hunt, outstanding. Uh, I thought it was really good to see um, Sloan make that match-winning kick, even though I thought he was a little bit – well, not a little bit. He was quite quiet until that moment. He's just got to find a way, Sloan, to to say to himself, I'm going to take 20 runs every game. Saw a, saw a stat from Random Stats Guy during the week, and it was he has four – Recorded the four lowest metres by a fullback in 2023. So the top four games, they were 35 metres, 70, 70, 79. Now I believe Latrell ran for 61 metres on the weekend, so he's jumped into there. But, like... Trell is very different. Yeah, very different. Yeah. And then you're right, mate. We, we speak about Sloan a lot. And spot on, and it was great team come with the match-winning kick for... Like, that was such a great win for the Jays. Incredible. Like, after everything they've been through this season and the coaching sagas and the new uh, young Ryan Carr comes in, to win in that fashion against the Roosters was so exciting for them. But like just while you have mentioned Sloan, he, he needs to up his input, mate, because even the, the tackle on Luke Keery when he th- went through as well and just slipped straight off him, you've, it's got to be a higher standard than that. Well, it's just about getting yourself in the game. Oh, yeah. if, you, if you take a lot of carries early on, you stop thinking and you're just in it. Whereas when you take a while to get into the game, you're constantly, your head's just all over the shop. You're thinking about everything. And, and with Sloan, because, because he's got the thing that very few players to his level of the inner have, and that is just electric speed. Mm. When he gets himself in and around the ruck, these opportunities will present. It'll be a loose arm, an offload, a loose ball on the ground, a deflection off a kick. And when that happens, he scoops the ball up. He's too quick and like... The big moments will come. Mm. But to do that, you have to get yourself in and around the ball time and time again. Yeah. If he, if he can just almost just set aside the big players because so, he's so talented, mm. they'll come. They'll, they'll come. come, as you said. Just purely focus on 20 runs a game. That's it. That's the only start. If I'm, if I'm his coach, that's what I'd be saying to him. Mm. I don't care about tries. I don't care about tries this. Because you know why I would say that to him as a coach? I know how good he is. They're going to come. Yeah. My only stat would be how many times did you run and touch the ball? Uh, you know, how, what are your support play numbers? All of that kind of stuff. Uh, it feels a bit harsh because he had that moment where he made, you know, took that kick and they scored. Uh, but it was just something that I, I kind of noticed. But what an incredible try. And just to put that ball just too far, I guess, <laughs> for what was it? Um, Alan or Paulo? Paulo? I think it's Polo over his head where he couldn't just run like that and catch it. And for a, what about the pickup from Fainai as well? Was it Fainai who yeah. scored yeah. it? Yeah, just amazing stuff. How, um, how good did um, I thought Sully and Lomax back on their regular edges? So like, much just better. So much more comfortable. So much better. They're both really like Sully had a great game. Sully had a great game. Uh, Lomax ran for over 103 meters. Didn't have a bunch of errors. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I never understood. I didn't really get the Lomax that much in regards. So I didn't think he was playing that poorly to be dropped. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to Jaden Sewer. He was phenomenal. Talk about just taking it to a, a feared, in quotation marks, pack. He was in everything, Jaden Sewer. He had a good game, Jaden Sewer. I thought, um, <clears throat> obviously, they lost Blake Laurie in this one too. It looks like he's going to miss, I think, four to six weeks, I think it was. Fractured hand, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Yeah, so Jack DeBellin had to play the full 80 minutes. I think that Blake Laurie has been tremendous this year for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Mm-hmm. I think they will miss him over the next few weeks. Yeah, Jack DeBellin's been outstanding as well. He's been really, really good this year. But what, just what an important win for the club. Yeah. Like, just with all the noise, all the negativity, they did the one thing you can do, and that is go out and play good footy till the dying moments. And get, in the week that was for it to end like that, it doesn't get much better. Despite, like... Maybe disregarding the the biggest avid Dragons hater on the planet, 
you couldn't how could there be someone out there not happy to have seen that game finish the way it did yeah totally agree totally agree such a good win for the club and it shows you that there's still some fight there the turnaround can happen much quicker than than some people may think it really can because you know, you've got Benny Hunt obviously in prime um, prime form but when you start looking at this side and you look at, okay, well, Suli's relatively young. Lomax is young. Fino is young. Ravalawa isn't, you know, old by any stretch. Sloan is young. Amon is young. Sullivan is young. You go, okay, that's actually a, a really young, a lot of young base 17, you know, first 17, that you can make one or two savvy recruits around them and all of a sudden they're fighting in the eight. And that, that's the positive thing that you can get from this a win like this. Shout out to the coach too, Ryan Carr. Obviously, his first win as coach in his first game. Um, is that a pretty tough trot when you look back at his career in the NRL? Did, did you play with him at Dragons at all? Did you? No, no different so. time. Yeah. So I think Matty, he was he signed with South Sydney in 2012. I think it was when Chris Sando left South Sydney mm. as a halfback. So it was going to be him or Adam Reynolds. And I think as the story goes, he got injured in the preseason, and the rest is history with Adam Reynolds. So, oh wow! Yeah, oh, yeah. What what a great to start your first coaching gig off. With that game, yeah, wow, know. something you'll remember forever. Uh, now onto the Roosters. It, it, it is uh, there are troubles at the Roosters. There are troubles at the Roosters. Um, they don't look, look anywhere near the side that they should be. It's you know, look at a guy like Billy Smith, and I'm not singling him out as saying he's a reason, but like two weeks ago he was outstanding. And then he comes out this this week, and he, you know, unfortunately, it was one of his not good games. Um, had quite a few errors, four errors. Um, the he big tried fella. hard, tried his heart out, for but him. you know, four errors. Um, and it feels unfair to be talking about him because they got so many senior players that just do not seem to be, I guess, executing on what they should be executing on. I'm, uh, I think there's going to be. Pressure is building, and it sounds like an obvious thing to say. It sounds like, oh, well, of course pressure is building there, whatever on the trot. But I think that the Roosters have always been ruthless. And first it was an out. It seemed like an external pressure, external, the media. But it does seem like that is seeping internally, and we could see some changes soon because it's just not right now, and it hasn't for a few years. It's just not working. Yeah, it's just not working at the moment. They're currently sitting in 11th place. Origins just arrived. They're going to farewell Teddy, Lindsay Collins. You know, a couple of really, really key guys there. So, Brandon Smith out for eight weeks. It's only going to get harder. Mm. Yeah. Timmy? That, the first half from the Roosters, I could not believe what I was seeing from that club. It was one, could have been the worst half of football I've ever seen that club play. Mm. With sure they're missing a handful of key players, but there's still enough talent on that field. They just dished up tripe in the first half. That four second half tries, got themselves back into it, almost clinched it. Uh, like, we've sort of, because they've been so underwhelming this season, particularly the last month or so, we've sort of taken a few pot shots here and there. But, you know, the question's got to be asked around Trent Robinson because I just feel like there's players, his selections have been really bewildering at times this season. Like, there can't be anyone out there who thinks Sully is better at centre than he is on the wing, can he? Can there? Surely not. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. And I like I understand don't you know try it early on in the season, but from pretty early on I think it was clear that no, like he's so much more effective on the wing. Mm. And a few other things. So <coughs> they'll get Joey Manu back post by. Maybe the freshen up will do them a world of good, but like whether Joey slots in at five eight, which I still don't think is the answer. I hope he does, and I hope he does come back at centre and they put Sulee to the wing. But Robbo it's been a few years since he's had any success, a lot of injuries, but also something I'd chat about in, at length this season was Joey Manu stunning James Tedesco. Well, Joey Manu's out, and you see James Tedesco have an absolute be- bell ringer. Yeah. It, I mean, he single-handedly like, was lifting him back yeah. into the game. Because he became the focal point in attack, so Teddy was back to what we know Teddy can do. Yeah. It, it, I don't know how they fix it. I really don't know how they fix it because... You know, you put Drew in at seven, and that hasn't... I mean, it's one game, obviously. And then you've got Sam Walker in reserve. Oh, well, Sam Walker's injured now. Mm. And, you know, he was initially... It was Not that they were saying he's a problem, but for him to get dropped, they've got to say that he's going to be a, 
a part of it at least. Well, one thing that, again, we've touched on is I'm really intrigued to see now with Cheese gone, Turpin will step in, probably mm. play big minutes at hooker. Talk about too many chefs in the kitchen and just simplifying things a little bit. Turpin is that man. He's that Sam Verrill's type where he'll go in, he'll make his tackles, he'll provide good service and just... It, the show won't be about him at dummy half. It's not a knock on cheese at all. We know how good a, a footballer he is, but whether or not he was the right fit for the Roosters, I'm not sure. But Turpin there, I think it could have a positive impact. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, Brandon Smith did his best work when he had uh, rotating with someone else in that mm. spot, rotating with another hooker, giving him, I guess, the space in his game to be a bit ad-lib and, you know, front foot footy, He's a great hooker. He's a great hooker. But I think we all knew that he's not the 80-minute steady hooker. He's the bash him through the middle, incredible, you know, when you get into your red zone, near the line. Um, another bloke that I thought had a, a pretty poor game. I mean, he did some good things, but Satili Tupanoa still doesn't seem to have clicked for him. I know he's been out for quite a while, so it seems pretty harsh. But, again, these selections, you know, you've got Angus Crichton coming off the bench. In that butcher. In that butcher. Unedged players. And they've got Egan, who we keep saying to middle, and Tupanua starting there. Just in your right with Tupanua, who he'll come good, but look, he's come back from the, the was an ACL injury really slowly. Mm. Um, aren't, aren't Angus Crichton and that butcher your starting edges? You'd think initially, until Satili is good to go. Yeah, until Satili is yeah, good. Yeah. I, I said it a few weeks ago. I still think at the end, like last year, I think that injury to um, to Benoit saved him from getting replaced by Butcher. Mm-hmm. I thought Butcher was outplaying him last year and then the injury happened and it forced the hand. So I, I found it very strange that Egan came straight back in on that edge. I found that yeah. bizarre. And, and I and I, you know what? I, I think Trent Robinson's <laughs> looked at his side and go, we need some momentum through the middle. Play Brandon Smith through the middle. Mm. you got the best momentum guy in rugby league, who's a very good hooker, don't get me wrong, but he's a better momentum guy through the middle. He would straight – like if you go Brandon, 20 minutes at hooker or whatever, and then you put him in that 13 role and just go – or at the front row even, and just go, mate, we need momentum. You don't, you don't even make him a lock or a prop. You just middle forward. Middle forward. Get us momentum. <laughs> just go forward. That's yeah. what you are the best at. Yeah. Really – Really concerning for the Roosters. I don't. I don't know where they go from here. I don't because, let's say they got a full strength side, you could argue it's a bigger headache. It's Be- definitely a bigger because headache. It's, they got such good players. Like these are guns. One to seventeen, full strength. They are all incredible players. And Trent Robinson is an incredible coach. We're talking back to back premierships, three premierships, minor premierships. He's done everything. Che- cheese in twenty eight minutes, zero runs. Maybe he went into the game with the injury rather than right. – anyway. So, so I thought looked good, around. Nathan Brown, in the minutes he played. And what are they going to do in a few weeks' time when Victor Radley's back available and then Cheese is there as well? It's just – there's too many good pieces to fit. Will Hargreaves to come back in? Yeah. I, I hope hope they can turn around. I really do because, um, geez, it'd be a waste to see such superstars not have a massive dent on the competition in this in this window that they have. Well, it's going to be interesting the next few weeks. They're going to be without Rads, who's going to miss... Is it three games Radley's missing for? So he'll miss the game against Canterbury, Penrith and the Newcastle Knights. Um, I don't know what's going on with JWH, but Brandon Smith will also miss those games. The Origin players will miss two out of those three games. Mm. The Roosters are 11th right now. They play Canterbury Bulldogs in two weeks. They play the Panthers. I think that'll be without Origin guys, and they're going to have to back up to go to Newcastle to play Newey up there. They'll have the origin guys for 15. They'll have them for 15. So they'll meet. Yeah, okay. But like round 14, they're going to have to force their guys on a four day turnaround to play against Canterbury. I don't think they have a choice. Teddy, who a month ago when they were sitting that sort of four to six area, would have gone, oh, we can probably give Teddy a rest. Mm. And now it's like, we probably need you to play. Yeah. Hope they can turn it around. I think if this year continues on this, I guess, trajectory. We, we could see some quite big changes at the Roosters, I really do. We have a look at the back end of their season too, just quickly. After their buy-in round 19, they go, they've go. they got the Melbourne Storm, they've got the Broncos, they've got the Manly Seagulls, who might be back in form, they've got the Dolphins, who won't roll over, Parramatta, and they finish with South Sydney. Like, it's a tough run home mm. too. They've got mm. some good teams in the last six weeks. Mm. Oh, man. I think I had Sydney Roosters as my favourite to win the comp at the I start of this too. year. And I was excited to see this just crazy team put together, like... It, it just doesn't get much better. It doesn't, and they have had to deal with injury. There's there's no denying that. I'm I'm not going to sit here and pretend they've been full strength the whole time. But 
Yeah, it just does not seem to be clicking. Just does not seem to be clicking. Uh, now, on to... Oh, before we get to the Rabbitohs, Eels, shout-outs to Source. Saturday, 27th of May, Bloke Beer will be debuting at the Central Hotel Shell Harbour from 5pm until they are out of Cairns. They will be doing $4 middies and $5 lager. That's right. Saturday, 27th of May, Bloke, uh, Bloke Beer will be debuting at Central Hotel in Shell Harbour. And as I said... $4 middies and $5 lagers. What a deal. Uh, Porter's uh, Narrabeen, great bottle shop on the northern beaches. Celebrations, Jamoin. Manager Rob is selling bloke lager and bloke midi for crazy price prices. Hastings Hotel Bottle Shop, great pub and bottle shop up the north coast. Manager Luke has just got the midi in after some locals asked for it and is selling the midi for a great introductory price. That's Hastings Hotel, now stocks bloke midi, the hype bloke midi. Trust me, give her a try. Everyone's loving it. Celebrations Katara, big celebration superstore in Newcastle, selling bloke lager for 55 a case and bloke midi for 50 a case. Get in there. Get in there. Now, the Rabbitohs lose to the Parramatta Eels 36 to 12. Uh, what a Neil's performance. They do this all the time. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> what is going on? Dylan Brown was absolutely electric. Moses was fantastic. Paolo was fantastic. Uh, I guess they're back. I don't know. This is the same thing. They, like, well, it's not the same thing. They were further behind last year, but this is the grand final side that was killing it last year. Yeah, it's a win that hopefully they can build off. Uh I don't feel confident in saying they're back. That's what I mean. I don't know. They beat the Rabbitohs and they beat Penrith. It is bizarre. Yeah, They're consistently inconsistent. Hopefully they can turn that around. But uh, yeah, I thought the halves were fantastic. I thought Bryce Cartwright was great in this game. Hasn't he uh, turned around his career? Uh, it's been so impressive what Bryce has managed to do. I think a lot of people were tipping him to never turn it around. Mate, I thought he was done five years ago. Mm, yes. Yeah. Five years ago. The manner in which he's done it, it's like... Under the radar... Just yeah, getting through it. Getting through the hard yards. He, he just, he's willing to roll up his sleeves, pin his ears and take hard carries. Mm. Uh, a bloke who, even at his best, made a career out of hop, skip, stepping across the field and pulling off loads out of his ass and doing these big attacking plays from back rower. Mm. That's not his game at all anymore. You still see glimpses of it and you're like, oh, he's a crafty bastard. Mm. But he's just like... Doing the tough stuff. If you if you had never seen Bryce until the last six eight weeks and told him what he told you what he used to, yeah. you'd never believe it. There's no, you way. would not believe it. No. You're totally right. You'd be going, nah, don't. He he almost looks like a battler yeah. edge back mm. rower now. It's like battler Bryce Cartwright doesn't even. He's the flary guy. He's the offload out the back, the cutout pass. It's yeah, it's so impressive. So happy for him. So and happy just, for like, him. He's had such a good season, and then you tie into how good a win this was from Para. They lost Andrew Davy who. The starting edge back rower played about four minutes to a concussion. There was Ryan Madison after about 35 minutes to a calf injury. And Cardi's on there, in or out, whether it's an 80 minute edge back rower or off the bench as an impact man, comes in, just does his job. Mm. Been wonderful. Another shout out, Widamu Greg. Oh. Hasn't he been good in the replacement of RCG or when Paolo's been out? Widamu Greg, again, we've spoken about this, but he kind of came onto the scene and you're going, wow, look at this big mobile, almost like Fafita to a degree. And it's taken him a little bit longer than I think a lot of people expected, but geez, he stepped up. Far out, he was good. It looks likely that Joe O will join Parramatta by the looks of it. Rumours were out last week. He was pretty emotional after their game the other day. Widamu Greg was well and truly aware of that on the weekend. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, 40, uh, 50 minutes. 17 run, uh, 19 runs, 201 metres, 87 post-contact, two tackle breaks, 21 tackles, only one miss. Like, fair knock for a, a rookie. I know he's a little bit older, but a rookie front rower. I mean, uh, look, you've got to give Brad Arthur credit. For what he lacks in regards to the consistency in season, he does seem to be developing players really well and getting the best out of them. Like, who would have thought it would be Brad Arthur that could pull this out of Bryce Cartwright? Papaliki came to the club. Pulled that out of him. Sean Lane. Sean Lane. Dylan Brown has gone to another level. Mitchell Moses has gone to another level. I, I understand people's criticism of, of some of the things that Brad Arthur does, but he doesn't get enough appreciation for the way he's turned solid first graders into some superstars. Yep. He just doesn't get the credit. They're obviously not the best halves combination in the NRL by a long shot, Brown and Moses. But when they are on, they could be. Mm. Like, and they were on against the Bunnies. Mitchie Moses, like, 
had spiders on him. He was just toying with him, could yeah. not tackle him, jumped across the field. Him and Dill Brown, like how, how's Dill Brown against tying defensive lineup? The size of the gaps in the defensive line he manages to get himself through. Craziness. I'm still trying to work out how he does it because he makes it look so easy in like impossible scenarios. Yeah, yeah. He, he just his footwork, his pace. He is mm. so quick for a half. Him and Mitchell Moses, but man, I reckon Dill Brown would be up there with some of the quickest in the comp. He is yeah. quick. Yep. Uh, no shock to anyone. Dill Brown, 23 tackles, zero missed. Fuck as per. What a not. And what is he? 22, 23 now. Just. The, the career trajectory he can go on, Kiwi fans get excited because I, I still don't even think we're at his top yet. I, I really think he's got more to give. Um, so, yeah, what an incredible win by the Parry. It was like, now it's just about kicking the gear, guys, because if you keep going one win, couple losses, one win, couple losses, you just won't be there finals time. Um, what, an, what a frustrating team to jag in finals, though. Let's say they come eighth. Yeah. You'd be like, far out, not the Eels. These guys just pull these wins out of nowhere. They'd almost be the most frustrating team to play because they, they can beat the best teams, but you just don't know. You don't know what to expect. You, you don't know yet. No idea. Uh, while we're on the Parramatta halves, obviously, uh, uh, joining the Manly Seagulls this week, Jake Arthur, mm. uh, one that sort of flew under the radar there. So hopefully a fresh start with Jake. Yeah, I, I best. forgot to say when it happened, but when I found out that Para own fans after was it the Raiders game mm. were giving it to Jacob Arthur. That's disgraceful, man. Like, look, you can say whatever you want personally. If you want to bag a player while you're watching the TV, that's your right. Like, you can do that. Sometimes we get caught up in the emotion and we talk nonsense or whatever. But to do it to the kid's face means that you have done it so much, so often around other people that you are comfortable to do it in his face. God, it's, that's a human being, bro. Like, it's a human being. I, like when I okay, let's say I'm critical of a player on this podcast. I would, of course, I would say to their face, I said, "Look, I think you've done this and this," but I wouldn't bag them to their face. Like, I, like I don't understand this need to make him feel like shit, as if he is the problem at the Eels. Like he is so far away from the problem, he's not even in their main seventeen. Anyway, I understand it's because he's a, the the son of the 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 coach there, but. That was so sad. And then for him to be like, oh, do you really want my signature? Like, come on, man. Like, this is, He's an NRL player. He's an NRL player. And if a kid wants his signature, he should be at least confident enough to go, oh, yeah, sweet. But because he's been so peppered by people, his own fans, he doesn't have the confidence. So we are critical of players all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But bagging people and making them feel like shit, what, what's the point? What, it's just – anyway, so I hope that this is the fresh start that he – um, he deserves because he's been fucking absolutely killed by the fans. Should do him absolute wonders. Hope We're so. wishing the best of luck over at Manly. And funnily enough, he could be starting half at Fordham this week because yeah. they've got obviously DC to Origin. Cooper Johns is under an injury cloud. I don't know where he's at, but I think the NRL side had him listed as a potentially around a 15 return or still a couple of weeks away. So if he's not, he's going to slot in next to Schuster. Yeah. Could, and I hope he kills it. Yeah. I hope he kills it. And I hope the Manly fans welcome him with open arms and he gets to experiences, experience the positives of all the hard work he's done. Yeah, look, you don't have to think he's the best half ever, but are you telling me that he's not close to NRL standard? Like, he's at least mm. close to it. So it's not like he's just there because of... You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's earned his way there. Anyway, um, I just thought, yeah, I'd say that. So... Hopefully he goes there, fresh start, kills it. Because I, I would love to see uh, Jacob Arthur just enjoying his footy. And look, there's games that he's won for the Eels. Literally games where he's had the match-winning play for the Eels. Anyway, um, on to the Rabbitohs. Look, lacklustre, quite surprising considering Indigenous round and we know how um, proud Indigenous are. I mean, all clubs are proud Indigenous, but I do feel like Rabbitohs have a very special connection Um and with you know so many key indigenous players as well, but this is the NRL. You're going to get down sometimes. I think we've been a bit spoilt by the Penrith Panthers and the Storm to a degree. This is a nothing for me in regards to Rabbitohs. Yeah, I'm keen to see how they respond to it though, because uh, yeah, obviously the South Sydney Rabbitohs they're high and flying. Uh, finals are still 15 odd weeks away. You probably can't stay at the very top for that entire time so at the moment I agree with you mate not an issue for me at all but you know if they put together a couple of weeks of this 
be a little bit disappointing. But uh, yeah, we'll throw it over to South Sydney and see how they respond to it. Mm. Timmy? Yeah, look, you're both spot on there, boys. Whether you've lost, you know, you, you can't be up every single week. Whether you've won four on the trot, five on the trot, it doesn't matter. You're going to have a down week. It happens mm. to, you can still be the best club in the NRL like the Raids and Bunnies are, and it's still probably going to be the grand final. We've <laughs> got a grand final preview this weekend. <laughs> we do. <laughs> what a blockbuster. Uh, no, I'm with you, boys. Yeah, in all, in all honesty, though, you can't get up every single week. No. Power work, wonderful. I loved the Indigenous boys who, as you said, they generally do get up for this round. Two sublime tries of just Cody, Trell and AJ combining mm. and just to see how stoked they were and the celebration yep. at the end of it. They were some special moments in this game despite yep. the loss. I tell you what, uh, the jerseys this week, just purely oh. from a, an aesthetic perspective of just being a white Aussie, like they always so the Broncos jersey was so good. Mm. I can't, I can't even explain it. I think um, I thought the Storm jersey was really good. Um, I mean, mo- most of the jerseys were hectic. Most of the jerseys were hectic. So I love Indigenous Round and the, the Welcome to Country at the start. I think Indigenous Round is such a like a it's a jewel in our game it really is and i think that each year we should step more into it uh because as you said to see a latrell cody uh and uh johnston connect like that you just go oh, it's so good. it's unreal to see some like uh, of the um former indigenous players involved uh, oh seeing out. preston campbell preston campbell oh. cliffy lines like it was great it's so 100 percent. They, they're so important to the fabric of the game, especially if you've ever been in a rugby league locker room, you, you, they're just so important to it. Uh, but yeah, so I, I was, as I said, a bit surprised that I, I thought as a team for 80 minutes that they would show up a little bit more, but fatigue's gonna set in eventually. They've been playing at such a high level, beating some of the tippity top teams that you're gonna get games like this. I will just quick shout out, Jai Arrow. I thought he was phenomenal. Come on. He ended up playing uh, 72 minutes, but he had 16 runs, 159 metres, 86 post-contact, three tackle breaks, 38 tackles, zero misses. Like, what a knock. Um, anyone else with the in the uh, Rabbitohs you want to talk about? All comes up for me. I thought uh, um, some of Cody Walker's touches early on were really good. The game got away from him a little bit. Look, when you complete it at 70%, it's very hard to... You know, some teams can do it, but you've got one team that's flying high and, yeah, you could say every game there's a reason to rock up and be the best and win, whatever. But you always have to remember, like, Eels, if they lost this game, like, this season could be literally over. And I know that sounds dramatic, but they would have dropped to what, 16th? I, I don't think it's overly dramatic. No, that's the position that they're in at the moment. It's like, that's how desperate these guys are. They had a win on the weekend. Now they're 13th. Had to so, win. Yeah, so like you've got, it's an understandable, I guess, outcome. Even though it's not perfect, it's understandable. We spoke about it last week too, but just on Parramatta really quickly, they've got the fifth best for and against in the competition. They're at 13th, plus 44. Jeez Louise, those early games, they lost that they were leading. It, it just... The more I analyse rugby league, the more we do this podcast, the more I realise those first 10 rounds are just like... I remember we spoke a bit about it uh, to Smithy, to Ken Smith, and it's the reason why the Storm put such an emphasis on round one is to just pick up those points because you just never know what's going to happen in the season. You just never know. So if you can get those early wins out of the way, like look at the Dolphins. Look at the position the Dolphins are sitting in because they, they went on a run early in the season. Um, and then the master stroke of Bellyache to get them ready to go for round one and be rock hard fit to pick up those points early in the season without burning the squad out across a whole entire season it's incredible. campaign. It's you know, if this team would have started well, Parramatta, like if they were in the top eight now, they're one of the few teams that hasn't had a buy yet. They've got three buys to come still. Yeah. And they've got a buy in round 27. So it would have been a spell just before finals. Yeah. Like look, look at the Storm. The Storm, if you read the headlines, didn't watch the games, you'd say... Not disastrous year, but you'd say really lacklustre year. They're fifth. Crazy year. They're literally on the same points as the Broncos. And yet the Broncos are headline, incredible, wow, premierships, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're, they're equal first. They're all, all the top five teams are on 16 points. Yeah, well, they, exactly. There you go. Boom. And so, like, Sharkies have had hype. Rabbitohs have had hype. Panthers have had hype. Broncos have had hype. Storm have been almost considered, like, pretty lacklustre mm. year, and I'm concerned about them. But they pick up these wins that they sh- – and, and I think that that's what separates Storm from nearly every club 
over the long period, like the last whatever period, is because those little games that other teams just go, oh, you know what, we'll drop it. They don't do that. Yeah. They just refuse to. Um, it's pretty tough on Parramatta. Like, yeah, you have a look at the, the teams that – like, the, there's a handful of teams that are having their second bye this weekend before Parramatta have their first. This, this, this draw is strange. It doesn't seem fair or even because I kind of feel like – Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Is it fair to get all your buys at the start of the year and then none at the end of the year? No. Is it fair to get all no buys and then all of them at the end of the year? No. The only fair way is an even dispersal throughout the year. Yeah. Like the teams that get like one at the start, one in the middle, one at the end, that's the best setup. So, so there's four teams that are playing this weekend that haven't had a buy yet. And a lot of the, a lot of teams with a buy are having their second buy. So it makes no sense. Yeah, very strange. Look, I mean, look, to be fair, it's, it would be so a nightmare to put this all together. Like to put all the drawer and everyone lining up. I, so, you know, I get cut, cut the NRL some slack. Anyway, let's get on to the next game. Uh, anything else to add to that game, boys? No. no. Um, now, how crazy is it? What is it? One to six are on the same points. Inside. One to five, sorry. It's actually, it's the closest, uh, it's the closest season at round 12 or whatever in 90 years. Wow. 90 years. What a, I mean, rugby league's never been in a better spot. Most viewed sport in the country, and that doesn't even include origin. And then obviously the tightest comp we've seen in a very long time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.